0: I don't care how you try to sanctify, clean up, make him act right. The old man is still the old man. And the Bible said we have to modify him. In other words, the old man needs to lose control and allow the new man to have dominance in our lives. So we are not to walk after the f- flesh, but after the spirit. Am I right? And the new old man represents the flesh and new man represent the spirit. And we need to walk after the spirit and not after the flesh. That needs to be clarified before we start talking about a higher good. Where there's no good or bad. There's a level of consciousness where there's no good or bad. Only a higher good. Now we look at Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Paul is speaking here. If you have it, say amen. And we know that all things, some things, whatever it is, right? For we know that all things work it for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. For, let me say that again. Paul is speaking, encouraging the church at Rome, and says, for we know that not some things, but everything that happened in our life is working together for good to them that love God, to whom are called according to his purpose. All things work together. Now, when you Paul was looking at life in the perspective of a higher consciousness. Not the lower consciousness. It was a level of peace where he know that whatever happened to him in life. Is working for his good. It may seem bad. But God somehow can convert the bad. Sanctify it in somehow and make it good. <laughs> but all things work together for what? For good, for them that love the Lord. This is important for us to understand. And the reason we need to understand that, understand it, is because in order to truly serve God and to be instrumental in his hand, we need to be at a level of consciousness and understand the higher good. Now in James chapter 1 and verse 2. Let's go to James. Let's see what James have to say. Chapter 1. James 1 and and 2. James is writing a general letter here to the churches. He says, my brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and in entire warning nothing. My brethren, count everything that happened to you. Count it joy. All of it is working together for your good. Now, I'm not talking about people that live on a level of life where they create problems for themselves, but I'm talking about a level of life where we actually serve God with all of our hearts, soul, mind, and strength. For all things work together for good, them that love the Lord. Amen? Please hear me. There is a difference between happiness and inner peace. It's a total difference between happiness and inner peace. Yes, happiness depends on conditions being perceived as positive. Inner peace does not. Happiness says that everything has to be going my way and I can be happy. But then you have to deal with a fair share of unhappiness because everything do not go your way. Am I right? But, but, but inner peace does not depend on external circumstances. It's a fixed situation. Amen. It's inner peace. It's something, please hear me. It's like inner braces that hold you together regardless of the external pressure. No matter how much pressure come on the outside. That inner peace holds you together. God's peace. The peace of God that that passeth all understanding. You haven't lived until you reach these points in life. You haven't lived until you reach this point in life where all things work for your good. Amen. Inner peace operates on a higher level of consciousness than happiness. And so inner peace operate on the level of the new man and, and happiness only operate on the level of the old man because there's a totally different level of consciousness. Once you reach the point of consciousness where you can understand glory, Paul said he reached it, and he said he gave up everything he had. He let go of all his money and fame and positions and power and he said, I count it all as done. It's nothing but the glory of God. Yes. And then he said, what shall separate me from the glory of God? What can separate? Su- nothing. When you reach this point of glory, there's nothing in the world can separate you from the love of God. Amen. Height, yeah. and depth, richness, poor. No matter what the circumstances in my life is, it will never separate me from God's love. Amen. And so, Romans says, let me repeat it again. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. They are called for his purpose. Please hear me. Please hear me. They are called for his purpose. In other words, these are people that are working together with God. Called together for his purpose. That we live our life for his purpose. The very character. See, God needs the opportunity to explain himself. Amen. And so we're working together. All We know that all things work together for the, for them that love God. Do you love him? Yes. And are you called according to his purpose? Are you allowing his, allowing his purpose to live in your life? Yes. So seeing, seeing from a higher perspective, conditions are always positive. If you're at a higher perspective. Every condition is positive. And to be more precise, they are neither positive or negative. They are as they are. And when you live in complete acceptance, and I need to, you need to hear this. When you need when you live in complete acceptance of what is. What is is just is. Amen. You've got to learn the peace of God is when you can just accept what is. Yes. Amen. Amen. Which, which is the only way to live, really. There's no good or bad in your life anymore. There's only the higher good, which include bad. <laughs> Sometimes bad work for good. Yes, well, all the time, bad work for good to those that love the Lord. The devil, someone meant it for bad, but God took the bad and turned it and sanctified the bad and made it good. Amen. Amen. There's only the higher good. But if we live in our mind, There's the good, and we deal with the bad, and the good. We deal with the like and the dislike. We deal with the love and the hate. But in the higher level of consciousness, it's all good. It's all good. Now, I'm not saying that bad things do happen. I'm not saying they don't happen. They happen. I'm saying you must allow things to be as they are. I'm not talking about happiness here. I'm talking about inner peace. The good that has no, no opposites. In the highest state of consciousness, the mind is not in charge. Your mind is not in charge in the highest state of consciousness. You, you know, uh, you're walking after the spirit. The mind is not in charge. It must become your servant. So what we perceive as bad from our, our limit perspective is actually part of a higher good that has no opposites. All things, all things work together for good. Hallelujah. All things work together for good. For them that love the Lord. And we counted all joy. all joy. Paul talked about being locked up in prison. He talked about the stripes that was on his back. He talked about the brethren that, 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 that turned against him. He talked about all the things, but he said, "What would separate me from the love for the love of God?" Paul boasted about he said, "These stripes represent my love for God." Locked up in prison. In jail. But he loved God. And all the things that Paul went through. He counted it all. He counted it all. What? He counted it all what? He counted it all joy. Amen. Now. All of it is counted. As joy. But you know. Lots of people deal with a lot of drama in their lives. Drama. Most of the so-called bad things that happen in people's lives are due to unconsciousness. Regardless of what you say. They're not at a level of consciousness. Not being aware of the things of God. Walking after the old man. Their lives are always Full of drama. It's always drama in their lives. When you live at the spiritual level of consciousness, you're not self-created, self-centered, or rather the old man created. And there's always, when the old man, when you operate based upon the old man, there's always drama in your life. Always some drama in your life. When you are full of. When you are full, fully conscious rather. When you have the spirit walking after the spiritual man. Fully consciousness. Drama. Does not come into your life anymore. There's a place you can get in God. Where it's all good. So let me remind you how the old man operate. And how. He creates drama. And you need to please hear me. The old man is the unobserved mind. That runs your life. He runs your life. And when you are not present. As the witnessing uh, uh, consciousness. Now. You're not watching the mind. It has total control. And is running your life. You don't understand what it means to be the new man or you need to be in the new man in order to be the watcher, the silent watcher of your thoughts and your mind. Yes, yes. You see, once the old man go wild and there's nothing watching him, yes. he just does what he want to do. Yes, yes. The old man perceives, the old man perceives himself as separate, he's uh, 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 separated uh, from uh, a hostile, uh, Universe. In other words, he sees himself uh, not part of anybody, but just separated from everything around him he feels is against him. Amen. With no real connection to anyone, any other being. He's not really connected to any other being. Not in he he may be connected in some way, but not in a way that. The love of God that passeth all understanding. And that's what I want to say to this couple back here. Learn what it means to be really connected. Amen. Learn what it means to be really connected and be part of somebody. Jesus says, husbands, love your wife like Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. In other words, he was unselfish. He gave himself for the church. Amen. Amen. Now, the old man sees himself surrounded by other people, which he sees them as a potential threat. Everybody's trying to do something to me. I can't trust anybody. Everybody's wrong. Or which he will attempt to use them for his own needs. The basic ego pattern or design is to combat its own deep-seated fears and sense of lack. How can I deal with my own, my, my experiences, the things that have happened to me in life and, 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 and the experiences of our head? How can I deal with those things? And, and it's rough. Somebody said that they've been rejected and somebody said they've been through some rough stuff, but you have to learn to let it go. These things, the old man deals with is resistance, control, power, greed, defense, attack. All of these things is bottled up in the old man. Some of the ego, when I speak ego, I'm talking about the old man too. Some of the ego stages are extremely clever. The ego is very clever. Yet it never truly solves any of its problems. Simply because the ego itself is the problem. How can the problem solve the problem? The problem can't solve the problem. And the ego is the problem. And if you try to solve the problem with the ego, the problem never gets solved. When When egos come together, Whether in personal relationships or in organizations or institutions, bad things happen sooner or later. Because it's the ego. Bad things happen sooner or later. Drama of one kind or another in the form of conflict, problems, power struggle, emotional or physical violence, or so on. Because two egos, any egos get together, it's always, sooner or later, it's trouble. It's trouble. Whenever two or more egos come together, drama of of one kind or another ensues. But even if you live totally alone, you still create your own drama. When you feel sorry for yourself. That's drama. When you feel uh, anxious about everything. That's drama. When you let the past or the future obscure obscure the present. That's drama. Most people are in love with their own particular drama. It's almost like an addiction. You know, I, I go to... I go, well, I guess maybe it is an addiction. I've got this bad habit of going to Chicago buying polar sausage. I I don't know if they're really that good, but I'm addicted to it. Bunny was addicted to it. My kids, Anthony would drive all, I've been going there since I was 14. And I remember times we was going to Memphis, And we could have went around a short way, and we took two hours in traffic trying to get a polar sausage. I don't know how good it was, but (laughs) you get hung up in habits, amen? (laughs) And some people used to bring me polar sausages. Brother Nicholson, he said he didn't like the smell of them, so when he get through Utah, he put them in the trunk and bring me a polo sauce. How many ever been down there and buy polaroids? Y'all know what I'm talking about, all right? <laughs> I left I left Tennessee, I mean uh, uh, Little Rock, and I drove uh, about 12 o'clock. I left R- Little Rock and I drove all the way to Boomland. How many know what Boomland? Just is in Missouri, you know. We all I guess I'm addicted to that too. You got to drop, stop at Boomland. <laughs> Yeah, and fill up with gas, and and I got I, I ate in Boomland, and I got under the car in the steering wheel, and it was 500 miles, I think, almost. I drove nonstop 500, almost 500 miles by myself. I got to Chicago at police place at one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> To some things. Now that's not really bad, but we get addicted to some things, we get addicted to attitudes, we get addicted to drama. And when you and when you love is completely accepted of what is, we need to learn to completely accept what is. That is the end of all drama in your life when we can accept what is nobody ever have any arguments with you no matter how they try you cannot have an argument with a fully conscious person I'm talking about the level of spiritual consciousness you can't really have an argument with them an argument implies identification with your mind And the mental perspective. So you have resistance and reactions to other person's position. In other words, I have my position, you have your position. So dysfunction begin to feed dysfunction. You know, you have an addiction of once in a while, whatever it is. But then someone else has the same problem, it, it, it could be pride. <laughs> Amen? Amen? It could be well, I was thinking about the man that uh, the man that had to speech, had to speak, and uh, he got up to speak, and the place was full of people. and he spoke and spoke and spoke, and little by little, the place emptied out. He was so long speaking. But there was one guy left, and he said, sir, I'm so glad you enjoyed my talk and stayed here. He said, no, I stayed here because I'm the next speaker. (laughs) We can get addicted to things, am I right? So nobody can ever have an argument with you, no matter how they try. You cannot have an argument with a fully conscious person. An argument implies, as I said, implies identifying with, with my point of view and your point of view. You can still make your point clearly and firmly. We're not saying don't make your point. But there will be no reaction force behind it. No defense or attack. So it won't turn into drama. Amen? Amen. not saying that don't make your point, but it should never turn into drama. So when the new man Runs your life. There's no drama. No one who is at peace with himself. Can conceive of conflict. The peace of God. That passes all understanding. We're working are we? are we a work in progress? Amen. God help us. Amen? amen. And even at your highest point. Sometimes you have to catch yourself. And get back in line. Amen. amen. We deal with a lot of suffering. Suffering and and physical pain is not the same thing. With mental emotion, mentally emotional pain, all suffering is ego-centered and is due to resistance. I want to kind of conclude here and tell you what is, is. There's no sense in fighting against what is. You drive in your car and you get a blowout in the middle of the night. You can scream and holler; it still is. You can have a stroke, but this flat it still is. Am I right? Or you can make peace with it, sing a happy song, get out and get the luggage and fix it, or call somebody on your cell phone and sing how great is my God. Sing with me, how great is my God. Hey, honey, come get me. I'm on a flat here. Praise the Lord, how great, how great is my... Amen. Make peace with the circumstances. You can buck against it all you want to. Have a stroke, die, mess up your internal argument. But it still is what it is. It just is. Uh, I call it isness. <laughs> isness. It, it, it just is. Now it's all right to try to change some things. So if you change it, it is still is. <laughs> and if you can't change it, it just is. Brothers and sisters, there's a level in God that's that'll set you free it'll set you free when the new man guides your life there is an abiding peace an unchanging deep stillness within you I call it an uncaused joy beyond good and bad this is the peace of God the uncaused joy I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about the joy that you get when you get a new car. Three months later, the joy is gone and the payments keep rolling. The joy change. Am I right? I'm not talking about the joy when you get a new suit or get a new job. It's, oh, man, I got a new job, and a few months later, I'm sick of this job. I'm not talking about a joy that's based on circumstances around you. I'm talking about a joy that has no cause to it. It has no cause. It's just joy. It's eternal joy. It's God's peace that passes all understanding. And whatever you're going through and whatever pressure there's in your your life, you need to be in a position where you can reach up, and pull down the joy. Hallelujah. That has no cause. It's just there. It's just there. I don't care how rough things are going around you. I don't care how difficult things are in your life. I still have joy. Somebody say after all I've been through. I still have joy. That's the uncaused joy. That's the joy that don't come from circumstances. That's the joy that just is. In order to understand that joy, we need to reach a level of consciousness in the new man, and know understand the peace of God. And then you plant your feet firmly and you settle yourself. Because I really don't care; it doesn't matter to me. Some people say, "Well, you know, if I can get to California, it'll be better. If I can get to New Orleans, it'll be better." But I'm telling you, I don't. The do better my better is in not in California. My better is not in New Orleans. My better is in me. And wherever I am is better. Wherever I am is better. Hallelujah. Somebody told me, said, Wisconsin was the worst state for black folks to live in. And I told them I didn't know it because it always been better for me. Because the better is on the inside. God is my joy. He's my source of peace. I can call him any time. He never slumber and never sleep. He's a piece of my life. So just look at somebody. Look at somebody and says, "All right, it's all right." Brother Jennings is all right. It is what it is. But it's all right now. Everything is all right. Amen. This is the joy that God wants us to have. The joy that God wants us to have. I want to thank. I'm closing. I'm closing. But I'm thanking God for what He's doing. God is just opening doors. And no man can shut. I had a door that. Was trying to be open, and I had some folks that try to shut it. And God did a miracle. You know, it, it, it's good. It's good to have a good name because a good name is greater chosen and rich greater richness. And I want to tell you something that name had nothing to do with you and your character, it have everything to do with who God is and what God performs in your life. Amen. Let us pour it out from pastors all over Milwaukee and say, Pastor Carnett is a good man. It's good to have a good name. And so there's doors opening up, and God is doing great things. I, I'm just asking for the strength to keep up with what <laughs> the work I've got now. I mean, it's in the millions. I just want to be able to keep up with it now. So I'm now, y'all, you deacons be praying for me. Because if the church worked together and all of us work together in two years, we're going to get rid of that bank. <laughs> I've been praying to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm tired of that bank. <laughs> Amen. I just believe God. Amen. God is working it out. Listen, when you, when you live a life on a level of glory, there's an air about you. That no matter where you go, there's an air about you that people sense. Amen. Amen. That's why you can walk in the room where there's confusion and, and peace can just. Amen. People just calm down. It, it's not you, but it's an it's a, it's a air around you. It's, a, it's God's glory that overshadows you. Amen. I've done some business in Gurney Mill at this place. And uh, I bought something from this gentleman. I walked in; he was by himself. And I started talking with him, and and uh, he got to win that I was a pastor. And he just started pouring his heart out to me, and telling me what he went through in Chicago in his business, and how he was almost killed, and the trouble he'd been through. and And it looked like he just wanted to tell me everything. It looked like he just wanted to spear everything out. He was just telling me all the things he was going through. And and I just listened and said, "Brother, I'm praying for you." I don't know what nationality he was, but he just took a liking to me. And I had to go back the other day to take care of some business, and and I walked over by his watch, and I saw the watch in the showcase, and I said, "Boy, that's pretty—a of a watch, you know—it was about two hundred dollars tag on it." And he said, "Pastor, pastor, I I like you." He said, "He said you can have it for eighty dollars." And I said, I said, that's all right. I said, I'll come back and get it later. No, 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 no. <laughs> he, put, he put it on my wrist. <laughs> it's an air you carry about yourself that folk can feel the presence of God. And, but you have to reach a level of consciousness where you just allow things to be as they are. And if you can improve, them, fine. If you can't, find, But there's a peace that follows you. And it's God's peace. It's not the world's peace. It's the peace of God. Because, brothers and sisters, all of us are leaving here. And we need to be workers together with the Lord. Because I don't care what you get on this earth. You leave it. But there's something you can send up. And that's why I pray for the spirit of Dad Mason to enter back into the Church of God in Christ. It was a spirit of love and giving, unselfish love. The man never took anything, he gave everything back to the church. During the worst Jim Crow there was in, in Mississippi, the worst. State in the Union for us. He built, bought, what, 80, 100 some acres of land and, and built a school that was recognized by Dr. Mallory ran the school and was recognized in Washington, D.C. Because those kids, Bishop Ford and Pastor Sappho, went to the school. And I was telling them how that those kids went to the school in the bus with all the other. Race of kids who passed by, and, and it was raining. He said, and and, and it be raining, and the bus come by, and the, and, the, and the driver intentionally hit a big puddle of water and throw mud all over them. All the kids on the bus started laughing, but they endured. They endured. And this man, when steel during the Great Depression, when steel was unheard of getting, he built a temple in Memphis, Tennessee. And nothing have been built since he died. But he gave it all back. And I'm not judging everybody, but there was one preacher, leader stood up and said that Bishop Mason died poor. But he didn't know what poor was. He didn't understand true richness. And he told the people, he said, he died poor, but I'm not dying poor. And he didn't. Not in the sense he was talking about. But there was a spirit of greed that entered into the body of Christ. I'm not saying everybody, I'm not judging everybody, but a spirit of greed is the worst thing you can have. Because it has a tendency to use other people to build yourself up. But when you have joy, you don't have to do that. Because you have all you need in Christ Jesus. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Let us stand.